so the guest for today's episode is special because i personally follow her and uh, her journey is an inspiration uh, she quit her 9 to 5 job now she is a full time writer and uh, she i would say is a creative entrepreneur not entrepreneur but a creative entrepreneur she is founder of summit 21 okay and she is linkedin top voice for 2022 under the next gen category and she is also one of the uh, creators so among the linkedin creator accelerator program for 2022 The guest for today's episode is Niharika Kaur Sodhi. Welcome to the Creative Punjabis, Niharika. It's a pleasure to have you on our show today. Thank you so much for having me over, and uh, good job with the research. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so much you have achieved, so it was kind of easy to Google it out. So you can actually pat your back for this. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, generally we start with. the conversation with the journey part and i'm sure like hmm. many people are following you across platform so they might be already aware of the amazing work that you are doing uh, but for the audience who are just joining in and who uh, maybe are new how did and when did you thought of quitting your 9 to 5 job and kind of entering into a side hustle and was it part of some plan or was it naturally it happened or the circumstances changed somehow so uh, i never wanted to uh, quit my job it was never a part of the plan i never wanted to be an entrepreneur i never wanted to be a writer because for me writing was this hobby that i've uh, found peace in ever since i was a kid so i've hmm. been writing all my life but I, i was writing for myself and because i enjoyed it so i started side hustling in september 2020 and that's only because i read about something called side hustling and i just wanted to give it a try and i was you know following journeys of other people and it inspired mm. me that they're doing really cool things and then um, it's only once it actually started paying me i thought oh like maybe this can be better than my 9 to 5 maybe i can grow it mm. way above this and the highs were so high and i was i guess either i was well researched or i was lucky that i even got high paying paying clients so it just um, all of it tired up so i thought you know if i earn well then i'll quit because uh, obviously mm. like i'm not going to quit into nothing and um, then i my plan was to quit by march 2021 okay. but i quit by april i became self employed by july and it's like whatever i planned for anyway did not work out right like my high paying client suddenly something or the other happened they walked out mm. um like you say create a entrepreneurship this was never a part of the plan it just randomly happened in 2022 because one thing led to another so mm-hmm. yes i actually quit to be a freelance writer but now i'm teaching summit 21 i have my products and i do a bit of freelancing so and i think the journey is just getting started because i'm only 14 months into this yeah yeah i mean super exciting journey ahead i'm sure uh, but i have i hope so <laughs> yeah yeah definitely uh but i have few questions i, I think you sure. when you will mentioned like uh, it was more of that you enjoyed writing but somehow i think uh, i feel this uh, somehow now side hustle has been only associated with the money part more so earlier people had their side hustles right they had their hobbies and they were doing for the joy like it gave them a joy after office or maybe over weekend right but somehow i think now and there are two parts to it like someone will say okay your side hustle should obviously it should pay you right 
at some point time but it should not be the only motivation to have like enter into that side hustle just for the sake of money like others are making out of it so it may work for me as well right what do you think so um a lot of my students never want to be full time writers they only join my course because they want to write but their right. only problem is that they want a routine around their busy lifestyle and second thing they want somebody to read it you know they don't mm. want 10000 followers nobody okay. wants 50 100000 followers mm. but uh, their purpose is okay. just that how can i put my message across my target audience so most of my core students which is about writing they never want to be full time writers because some of them actually you know they've worked so hard to get in the position like be directors or vice presidents that they don't want to mm. lose it correct so and they actually like their jobs i think um, side hustle and hobby are two different things Hmm. and uh, pursuing a side hustle outside of work will be is very difficult unless you really want to get out of like a shitty job hmm. or you're genuinely not excited otherwise considering the fact that either you're going to be working weekends or you'll work before and after a job so unless you're madly yeah. in love with what you're doing or have major motivation you're probably not going to do that so okay. i think there's like a fine line between side hustle and hobbies okay. so you know you're playing sports or painting all of that i think those are hobbies and a lot of people write just because they feel like it but if you see um side hustles like video editing and mm. all of that then i think um, these are very highly technical skills right. so these also demand payment because why not it's like, not easy to yeah, edit yeah. a video yeah as you mentioned uh, being a painter right so it was more of a hobby but somehow now people have started acknowledging right. that right nfts have come up digital art is more acknowledged so then they kind of start getting paid so it's like okay now i was working maybe 2 hours 4 hours i can now start working 8 hours on this or maybe 10 hours on this right Right. So that becomes a motivation, right? I think it's also that uh, when you figure out that you enjoy something more and it's keeping yeah. you happier and it's paying your bills, then it's just like why not? I never. Yeah. That's the reason I don't freelance as much because I feel mm-hmm. if I'm only writing for others, it takes a joy out of writing, and then I will not write at all. So right. um, there's that component to it that just because you like something doesn't mean you will like doing it when it comes to like doing it for a client because then yeah. it's not about your creativity it's about their uh, you know business outcomes that are more important which may not align align with you hmm. so I think like maybe this is growing because a lot of people are tired of how much they're getting paid inflation is increasing yeah. and um, they just have to somehow fit the bills like a lot right. of my course members have um, parents. but again like most of them are not like trying to make money out of writing hmm okay i would also want to understand like how did you design this uh, summit 21 because <laughs> i'm sure lot of hard work would have gone into deciding what should be the program how should it be designed and so what was your process if you can give a little bit right. you know, of an overview and then i will come to like some <laughs> of the questions i have around summit 21 so it was never a part of the plan i never wanted a course okay. and even if i would have wanted a course i would rather want a pre-recorded course that i do yeah. a one time job and it's making Correct. money right it's complete yeah. passive income right. so this was never a part of the plan um but then i just had this idea that okay like i think my strength is consistency and maybe i can use my systems on other people like whatever strategies i follow and i took a twitter poll like um, not a poll 
Sorry, I put out a tweet that if you want to learn consistency from me, why don't you like leave a comment and I'll DM you. And mm. about I think hundred and fifty or something people commented, and out of that I sent everyone a form. About eighty of them applied because I wanted to filter out people. I wanted only serious writers. <clears throat> so um, after that, I chose about forty people, and okay. that experiment and it was free of cost. Hmm. and that thing worked i mean people gained from what i had to teach them and that's when i thought it can be an actual course but again when i launched it and I, i never thought anyone will enroll in it it was just an experiment hmm. for me so okay. that trial was an experiment the first cohort was an experiment and now we're in the middle of our fifth cohort so yeah it was never a part of the plan it just happened yeah and and why summit 21 is there any story behind the uh, name or is just oh not at all like i'm not <laughs> someone who overthinks website logo yeah. names absolutely <laughs> okay. not it was i just thought it's going to be 21 days because i personally don't like 30 day challenges oh, 30 days okay. way too long so i thought it's okay. 21 plus it could be like climbing a summit so that's how i came up mm-hmm. with it there's zero thought which has gone into it it was mm-hmm. just like because i wanted the idea to get up and running i didn't care what it's going to be called mm-hmm. okay and i think like when people join this summit so one of the question i could think of like from the other perspective people would have like okay nyarika we are in this uh, now cohort right and but how do we make sure like people listen to us like that's i think the one of the basic question that you would would you would be asked right again and again like how do i make sure my content that i'm posting right that is adding value because everyone has its own genre right there was a time when everyone was posting about maybe blockchain so they gain certain followers something right but like they would be asking like what should i write that people are interested to read right uh so it's divided into three themes so then the week one we just get the ball rolling you know okay. i don't tell them anything like oh do this or do that i just give them a few prompts to help them here and there the second is where we talk about ideation strategies and all of that if you talk about niches then it's just that i don't believe that you should already zero down yourself in the beginning i think you mm. should keep talking about what you want because with time you'll figure out what you enjoy doing Yeah. And then the third week is more about audience building. So whatever you're talking, I do cover it in segments. But um, like if I if somebody asked me that question, then I had to answer it. I would just say first get writing. Hmm. You know, for for at least know if writing is for you and see what you enjoy talking about. Because I used to be a fitness blogger for five years, and then hmm. I realized I can't write articles about it. Oh. I only realized it because I was you know just putting in the work and writing every day. So I and also I don't want to already confine someone's creativity. That tell them a topic and then they will only think about that and then they'll get bored, they'll get frustrated, and they'll just stop writing. Mm. So I think it should be like a creative discovery, and everyone's journey there is different. Yeah, I think a very valuable point because a lot of people waste time actually figuring out like what would be my niche, right? And yeah. then they end up not even starting that journey. and you know there is a very huge advantage with not having enough followers and i don't think mm-hmm. many people notice it because they feel like oh i want to get x amount of followers because that is the time you can experiment make right. mistakes figure out what works and nobody will call you out like mm-hmm. i know if i put something on linkedin today which is say political or controversial i will mm-hmm. be called out but if right. i had 10 followers i don't think anyone would care and i mm-hmm. could do that and right. i could do that 10 times to realize do i like it or not like it 
so i think being a beginner is a really really good place because mm. there's just so much you can do it the world is your playground mm. oh, very interesting i'm glad you mentioned so you also have followers across platform yeah <laughs> so now you have a responsibility which i think you mentioned like it's not uh, for anyone who is just starting he can be just uh, talk about anything and just everything right without the fear of being like being called out or something but for you uh, like does it have some baggage on you personally like uh, hey i want to post this but no i don't think i should never i okay. just don't overthink content creation i think it comes very naturally to me i don't overthink it at all hmm. and um, it's also not a burden that oh i have to post x amount of times in a week or something i really don't overthink it because see like my entire work day is 4 hours a day i think i probably put 1 hour into this okay and with twitter say i sit for 1 hour on a monday and schedule my tweets for the week so i'm mm. done for the week you know i'm spending 4 okay. hours a mm. month on twitter mm. so mm, i have no baggage okay nice <laughs> and uh, if i would ask like where do you get your uh, ideas like what do you like the way you plan your content because that is another thing as a uh, anyone who is starting out they would say hey yeah. i have these ideas but what if what if after one year or two years right i would run out of these ideas and the reason i'm asking is because right now there is also a competition of i mean you are not part of it but generally it's competition of posting at this time posting five times a week and all so that becomes like some people lose on the content they had or the ideas they had very quickly and after that they like they have they blank so i think having a process really important uh, just because a field is creative doesn't need to be uh, doesn't mean it need to be left to inspiration Mm-hmm. So my process is that I write down ten ideas every single day, and okay. most of them are horrible. They make okay. zero sense, and okay. uh, I would never even write them. But if I can even take out one idea from those ten ideas, and usually it's mm-hmm. more than one, then my um, then my purpose is fulfilled, right? Like my aim to write those ten ideas. So I would say um, exercise your creativity because it's like a muscle. if you write mm-hmm. 10 ideas a day or it'll just start with 5 it doesn't have to be 10 start with 5 ideas a day only on weekdays then every day and you will always have ideas as long as you're living you're growing you're reading you're experiencing things obviously mm-hmm. you will have ideas unless yeah. like you're locked in a room and not doing anything that's different then yeah. but uh, i i don't think it's possible to run out of ideas because you are constantly living and breathing and experiencing correct living breathing uh, experiencing observing yeah you step and out you have so much to observe exactly so after i write down ideas i pick out an idea and i outline it mm. so it's not in the air and i never have a blank page there is always something waiting to be typed out so mm. um that's uh, that's why it's important to have certain processes in place that you're not just thinking okay like what am i going to do today Don't leave it to that. You're just gonna go go and watch Netflix instead. That's easier, you know. It's less overwhelming in that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, another question that I have now is, uh, and anyone who is listening would have is, okay, now I have also the ideas, but the other challenge that comes is the platform. I have so many platforms: Medium, Substack, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. So where should I go and post? is there any platform like i should post everywhere and anywhere or should i have like is there according to you the platform that one should start 
I think so places like Medium or WordPress blogs they only work if you're a full if you're a long form writer mm. you know you cannot just post 200 words and call it a day yeah I would say if somebody's just starting write on LinkedIn because there's a very very strong organic reach and it's easier to grow than any other platform mm. okay. and uh, growing on Medium is extremely hard growing on Twitter is comparatively harder but growing on linkedin is it's not so so difficult if you're putting in the work consistently okay so do you recall on linkedin what was the post initially like that that caught you maximum attention yeah so my first viral post was i'm quitting my job today to be a full time writer and <laughs> okay. that got a million views so okay. that's that's when i realized the potential of the platform so people wanted to live that moment like uh, <laughs> from your post i mean i think a lot of people have these subconscious desires that i wish i could do that too but i'm stuck yeah. here but i'm happy for you so mm. i have a feeling that's why it worked mm yeah very interesting and anything on uh, twitter i think twitter you have recently only like started right yeah i'm a year old uh, one year three months maybe okay. um on twitter my first viral post was i think when i posted saying that i've got engaged uh, so that okay. went viral but okay. um, apart from that it's just uh i don't think i really experienced virality as much recently i got mm-hmm. about 3000 likes when i posted saying i got uh, i got to go to linkedin office it got viral yeah. on twitter and it got viral on linkedin yeah but um i'm not a fan of virality i okay. might as well have 1000 engaging followers than having like the current amount of followers i have yeah so uh, how was that experience of like uh, starting posting content on linkedin then a year later visiting the office i mean i'm oh, i don't know can you express that feeling it was unexpected because if we're being honest i feel this entire year i was just running around things and um, you know you do content on the side imagine if you're doing it full time you're always running and you don't realize it you yeah. know from i feel like appraisal is a hamster wheel in a corporate sector but i realized i even put myself on the hamster wheel that i was i'm never competing i haven't been competitive since i was a kid you know i was not uh, into sports mm. bad in studies all of that but then it's just that whatever i achieved whether it was getting into linkedin for creators or accelerate a program or top voice i was just like okay fine now let's focus on the next one i was so focused on growing and making a business that mm. i actually forgot to live these tiny achievements mm. and also it's a bit difficult because when you get an appraisal in office you know there are not appraisal but an achievement there are people it's so real it's you know happening real time in life but with online things it happens over an email yeah. <laughs> or you upload it and that's it you know most people mm. in your real life don't even understand that something has happened yeah. so but when i got invited to the linkedin office and after my really long holiday in august i already decided that i'm going to live every small achievement and i'm going to celebrate everything because i should i should be a bit proud like when you say oh you've done this i've never mm. even looked at myself that way and i think that's wrong mm. so um it felt surreal it i felt very grateful that um, i chose to write and you know i remember when i started once i liked somebody's post and i was in office and a senior colleague said oh neharika writes neharika likes posts which are anti 9 to 5 and um, okay. you know that reached my boss's eyebrows but just because i like to post and most mm. of my ex colleagues they watch everything i do but they never like it 
but i know they're watching because they tell me that they you know they enjoy it mm. so it just felt um like i'm happy that i've done something and also that there is a limitless opportunity a year ago linkedin wasn't even doing this but it is yeah. who knows yeah. what's going to happen tomorrow maybe it'll shut down but maybe no. it won't <laughs> you know yeah. or like it's just i just felt really good and i felt very grateful mm. and obviously to the audience because right. uh, they're the ones who engage with you right, right. and uh, it's not even it's not about the likes or comments but when i receive dms from people saying that i read that and it helped me that makes mm. my day that makes my entire week yeah I think uh, I personally discovered you via your solo preneur series that you did on LinkedIn, right? So somehow, some, yeah. somebody in my connection light, so it came on my wall. So I discovered you. I mean, I discovered you recently. I would not lie about it. Right. So I discovered you then. Then I actually went to your that Gumroad link and a few downloaded few ebooks. So that's why I how I discovered you thanks to LinkedIn. Okay. And, I'm glad. Yeah. Other thing I have is uh, like you have been ghosting these platforms, so Quora, Instagram. So <laughs> I hope you're not planning to ghost in LinkedIn on Twitter anytime soon. So what's the story? How do you it? know is... about Quora? <laughs> I know. I have done my research. Oh God, that's so embarrassing. I hope nobody opens my Quora profile. There are just way too many followers, that... yeah. <laughs> and I don't write there anymore. Uh, so why I ghosted Quora was only because um, mm-hmm, I just got busy. I used to write in first, second mm-hmm. year of college. We are kids that time. Then suddenly in third year, things get more serious. You have to, you know, see if you want to do a job, you want to do masters. Yeah. You have to study accordingly. Give entrance mm-hmm. exams. And then go for masters, which is even more hectic because uh, studies get difficult. Hmm. So that that's the honest reason why I left Quora because okay. um, there was just I just had to sort of study hard because hmm. my parents spent money on me, and I had to kind of do justice to that. Yeah. Um, why I left Instagram was very random because I was just literally working. Like I'm on my laptop right now, and my phone my phone died, and there was suddenly this account of ten and a half thousand followers which stopped getting traction. my mm. friends were getting messages that where is neharika i was getting my emails and facebook messages and i thought okay like uh, I, i had no idea this kind of impact on anyone but um, i so i deactivated the account you know so my analytics mm. don't go down and i'll come back but then i was without instagram like i bought a new phone in november so i was without instagram for a good 4 months and life was good Yeah, I didn't feel the need to depict what I'm eating, what I'm doing, mm. where I'm going, nothing, and I just mm. felt happier. So I thought, you know, and I'm anyway not the kinds. I'm not a very vanity person. I'm very casual generally. So I'm mm. not the fashion influencer. I don't use makeup. I recently mm. I'm learning to use makeup because I'm going to get married soon. So now I'm learning from YouTube, mm. but um. Instagram was just not me. I cannot wake up every day and think of how am I looking, and you know, look mm. at everyone living their best life. So th- I still don't have the Instagram app. I have a very small private account, which also mm. get gets flooded every time I go viral. Mm. But um, I just download it once in a few weeks. If somebody's birthday is coming and I upload a story, that's it. Mm. And about ghosting platforms, I'm also like. very not platform dependent i really like life on the outside i know yeah. watching me on social media may look like there's so much out there but uh, like twitter is all scheduled right mm. yeah even a lot of my linkedin i already pre-planned that this is what i'm mm. going to talk about and i'm going to in fact do more of this 
so i'm not a very big fan of uh, the virtual world because i just think life is great outside yeah yeah and uh, also like so linkedin has uh, a lot of uh, different formats that you can uh, upload right yeah. text videos uh, infographics yeah. and so anything according to you like i'm just asking in terms of anyone who's starting out would be like where where should where should i start is it text infographics what do you think works what do you think doesn't works text is great but i think videos are very underrated because mm. when i started doing solopreneur sundays the reach was insane it mm. was double of what my text post would get and um, if the video is between 30 to 90 seconds it performs incredibly well and okay. when i say well i mean like you don't need to have a lot of followers but you like i used to get 50 60000 views and that time i didn't even have those many followers i didn't even mm. have half of those many followers mm-hmm. so it's very underrated and we still don't have many people doing it and yeah. most people who are doing it are anyway doing it wrong they're putting like 4 minute long videos on linkedin which is not the okay. way to go and another hack is to use subtitles because a lot of these people are watching in their office so if they have yeah. subtitles they can watch it Correct, so correct. um i think if you can definitely experiment with videos but otherwise your yeah, text posts are the way to go and once in a while use a photo or something like that i think in your post i personally saw uh, like photos mostly like uh, photo posts go viral which is why like i know it's going to work but mm-hmm. i don't want to abuse it too much yeah yeah i don't want to abuse it at all too much <laughs> <laughs> okay I think one of the other thing uh, that I have personally noticed, and I'm not just saying because you are guest on this show. I personally enjoyed your content because it, I find it very raw and authentic, right? Not any like sugar coated yeah. kind of. <laughs> so that that is what I personally like about your content. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I just think it's easier as well, right? Um, yeah. When you're sugar coating, it anyway gets um, is just so flowery. Hmm. so it's just easier when it's real and hmm. um, my long term plan is to go extremely transparent i am a very hmm. very very big fan of ali abdal and every year he okay. discloses his earnings what he does all of that i eventually want to do that as well i eventually want to disclose my earnings where hmm. it's coming from be completely transparent only because i know there will be some people out there who need a direction but yeah. nobody tells right that do this this is how much you'll pay you this will free you out of your job nobody talks Correct. about it but i think more people need to be transparent and you know yeah. um i'm a very big fan of the abundance mindset in usually what we think is if i'm going up nobody else can come up you know i have to pull them down and then go up hmm. i believe the opposite i think there's enough space for everyone to go up if i'm creating content i know that's unique because nobody's had the experiences i have and i haven't had the experiences yeah, yeah. that you have or somebody else does yeah, yeah. so um yeah i also I, forgot the question no, no, <laughs> I mean, authentic this, yeah so that's yeah. why i'm real because it's just easy to be real and also you know if we're being very very honest my job is not dependent on linkedin you know nobody's mm. watching nobody's watching me nor mm. are my clients dependent on linkedin nor mm. are my customers dependent on linkedin because most of them are from abroad and come from twitter so yeah. i get it that it may be a bit easier for me because um, i don't have those latches hmm so i think it makes sense so also like you mentioned being transparent so it also gives other who are starting in this journey to be uh, knowing right okay she has done it maybe i can also do that right exactly you have been fortunate you got the family support but lot of uh, people they feel like the family will not support so they don't start and they think okay theek hai ye saath mein kar lena but this is not the only thing that you have to do 
do your job right. you're well settled and everything you yeah. get a monthly paycheck right so i think when maybe you start posting that then also it will give lot of confidence to people to take that plunge right also i think if i can just add to it if anybody listening is in that situation if you're earning 10000 a month from your job in your fam and it's all well settled show your family that you can earn like 20 30000 month after month mm, and yeah. it's sustainable and then they will automatically be happy because there's more money coming at home mm. so take a very logical uh, path to it i'm not a fan of leave your uh, job and pursue your passion because i'm very straightforward that money is important and we have bills to pay and yeah. uh, it's not just for men i think it's more important that women are financially independent so don't quit your job for passion and yeah. uh, show when the family sees money coming in they will automatically be happy especially when it double triples yeah i, I remember pukmai show ceo saying like passion se pet nahi bharta hai oh that's so, a good one yeah. that's a good one so but do you think like in terms of i think you a little bit talked about sustainable writing right Right. So in your course after twenty one days, if anyone who is joining maybe the next cohort uh, of summit twenty one, so they might say okay, like we get that twenty one days content or we get to interact with you. But what after like three months, six months? So how do? There firstly your... there are two things. Uh, there's okay. an alumni group, okay. and then the second thing is so we talk monthly. Uh, okay. The second thing is that uh, you still have your peers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And it's a very warm cohort. Like I, I started with twenty five people, but I've brought it down to fifteen people. Yeah. So yeah, there yeah. can be like more interpersonal relationships. I think you also split it in terms of uh, three plans, right? Uh, it, yeah, that's for the next one. It's the first time that I'm doing that. Okay. Yeah, because I'm seeing. Um, so in this cohort itself, there is one person who's come for the second time, and there's one person who's come for the third time. Okay. And this is not the first time. People have repeated it. Uh, I think four other people have done it. it twice hmm. so it's just that uh, that's why there's a third tier that if there are more such people this will help them instead of them uh, spending so much money again and again hmm, hmm, hmm. so you keep on uh, refining the content after each cohort i am growing as okay. with them i am learning from them and i'm growing hmm. with them for instance uh, earlier people only came from twitter because i thought you know like maybe india is not my market because this could hmm. be expensive but now i'm noticing india also has a very huge market of people who want to spend money on learning things like right. this like writing and mm-hmm. not just technical stuff and even they're coming in and a lot of them are not on twitter so i think it will go another revamp and it will always like something i even in all my digital products whenever somebody buys it i tell them this is a work in progress the more i learn mm-hmm. i will also enhance it maybe put out new worksheets put out new content for instance uh, in august i gained 20 Seventeen thousand LinkedIn followers or something, and I mailed all of them saying that I will give out a new analysis, and I emailed them to like you know telling them what I thought worked. So as I grow, like these people will grow. Whoever's invested themselves in my products. Okay, so anyone who is listening, I think new cohort, <laughs> you can already book for the new cohort. Right? <laughs> yes, and it's not we... out in the open, but okay. it is um su- subtly at the back. Like I've updated okay. the back end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am updated. Okay. <laughs> yes. So, and I think we, as we speak, there is one code that's still happening, right? Until October. The, yeah, and then the next one is in Jan. Okay. So I'll add the links in the description. Yeah, so anyone sure. Anyone who wants to book, you can book. So anyone uh, who who has just started, 
uh, this journey so they they would have like your students might have asked like when should i start monetizing Mm. Uh, because at times we see like people start they get some attention and they just end up launching their own thing yeah but for you for you personally i can say as for my research it's not like a, a two year three year thing or a platform thing like she has started writing on uh, twitter six months or eight months back you have been writing since i think uh since i was a child yeah since you were a child yeah so i mean it's a process right so you for can't sure. just and and i think one other thing i notice is uh, for building the audience you have also given a lot of freebies also right uh, right so to, to set that credibility right so what do you want to say and like do you see like people making these mistakes like just entering into this very quickly and then yeah yeah for sure i just um, i met someone who has like i think 130 or 40000 linkedin followers they okay. that person gets about 30 40 likes which is honestly really bad and that's only mm. because uh, when i look at their timeline mm. i see that they got famous and then they just kept doing collaborations which did not fit in their audience mm. and um, if somebody goes through my inbox they literally just yesterday i said no to a skincare brand because i said you know my audience will not resonate with it i will pocket money yes but mm. um, i like to think of money as a consequence and not mm. a result you know if i'm doing good it's like you know what they say in three idiots you know you follow um, you follow excellence and success excellence. comes to you yeah. so you don't follow yeah. money it'll eventually come to you like these people are eventually asking me but i know this will not resonate with people so i'm not going to take it up um my advice for monetization would be that treat it as a cherry on top of the cake and it's the last thing most people do not even publish 50 articles and they already want to make money why should mm. i mean you can earn because there is a lot of opportunities also out there but there's a difference between earning and earning well and then making a living out of it is an entirely different ball game right hmm. so if you want to earn well then you have to be credible and you have right. to be good and to be good you just have to be really good at the skill which only happens when you're practicing it enough hmm. so you can that's why i say don't depend anything on virality take it with a pinch hmm. of salt It's yeah. like I know if I upload something right now I already can sort of figure out what a viral post blueprint is like but I'm mm. not going to do it because my intention is not that you know say my audience becomes 80% men because they're just looking at me and following me that's not the intention mm. at the first place so mm-hmm. take monetization towards the end practice it on the side hop on to upwork and places like that maybe do cold emails try to get mm. some work get experience on that side also do it a bit bit on the side but mm. don't think you can make a living out of it in just 6 months. Mm. Yeah, I mean absolutely makes sense. And uh, anyone who is starting out, uh, do you think like 2022 is the best time like to experiment and start doing things? It's like the Chinese proverb, right? The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago and the second best okay. time is right now. <laughs> right now. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you can you should start just uh, just start just started maybe tomorrow today when i live like, by the motto end. that start now and figure it out later you will yeah. figure it out i never wanted to do what i'm doing right now it's not that i never wanted to do i never thought in this horizon because i never thought so many people will follow me or anyone will buy anything that i have to sell or what i have to teach but mm. uh, have an open mind you just keep learning and doing the doing whatever work it is whether yeah. it's editing videos mm. writing and everything else will fall in place 
I think I also see you quoting like you want to leave your audience with healthier and happier. Uh, like yeah. So. so that's for my LinkedIn audience. The Twitter one, that's I true. want to, uh, the, I want, because Twitter is very high on creator economy. On LinkedIn, it's yeah. mostly employed people. Hmm. So that's why like on Twitter, I write more about writing, creator economy, solopreneurship, because okay. that audience can take that. But on LinkedIn, I mean, it will be, a fight every single day if I only write about solopreneurship. Hmm. And who do you like? We follow you, obviously, but uh, who do you follow? Like, you wait for anyone's content or anyone's blog that you are like following on uh, what platform? <laughs> <laughs> on uh, okay, on LinkedIn one and on on Twitter one. So on Twitter, anyway. I really like Sahil Bloom. I oh, okay. yeah. I really like the way that he writes such complex pieces so hmm. easily. And hmm. I hope that one day I can also um, develop that skill. Even I'm not like waiting for his tweets to come out. But whenever I even see one, I bookmark it and then I read his hmm. threads on weekend. Right. Um, so I like him. Oh, I really like F. Chapman. She is not anyone who's famous, but she's very real and she's very authentic. So that's mm. what I love about her. She's this, uh, she's a friend. She's living in Australia. Okay. Um, on LinkedIn, there are so many nice people. I, you know, I'm not. I usually consume my friends' content on LinkedIn. I okay. really like my friend Varun. Um, his okay. name is Varun Katri. He's just 21, and he writes really, really good content. So okay. he's great. If we have to talk about the bigger folks, then um, I like Tim Denning and Justin Welsh, literally the OGs of LinkedIn. Hmm. So I okay. like those two. Okay. And uh, I see a lot of folks in the background. So any <laughs> that you I think I you you have quoted our Tony Robbins book. I know, but anything yeah. that you are currently reading or you want to uh, recommend? I'm currently reading. I just started this yesterday a book called The Millionaire Fast Lane. So okay. um. Earlier, I'm doing one of Ali Abdal's courses. I'm always studying on the side. Mm. So he recommended this and I ordered it within like five seconds. So I'm reading that and it's nice. It's a it's about making money and it's divided into like these really small and digestible bits instead of some big complex subject. Mm. So that's good. And the next book, I just realized that um, this one, Ryan Holiday, his new book is coming out on 27 September. So... I'm going to mm -hmm. finish this and get that one because I really like his books. Okay. And uh, like, are you like, uh, like you try to complete a book, like it's a marathon for you or are you like? Oh no, I have zero goals on X okay. books to read in a year. I just feel uh, sometimes I'm not reading a book, but I'm reading say an article or something okay. or, you know, actually leave that. Sometimes I'm talking to my grandmom and I will learn okay. a lot more. Okay. And, uh, you know, like literally life lessons, which I cannot find mm -hmm. in books. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I don't, I read for myself. I listen okay. for myself. I travel for myself. So I don't have to like, it's not for LinkedIn that I'm writing. I read 120 mm -hmm. books a year and I don't, mm -hmm. I make okay. a note of what are the books that I've read in at what month, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm never counting. Okay. So I, I have some uh, questions that are like kind of a rapid fire. Uh, so you okay. talked about the books and other things. So I'll ask. Okay. Uh, so one oh, I'm getting nervous. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
you'll get nervous when you have two three people and you have kind of on a hamper to win or that's something that's also there yeah. yeah i'm a huge bollywood fan so i know yeah. you're referring to coffee and karan yeah yeah unfortunately for this season we don't have any hamper but we'll make sure <laughs> for the next season we get some hamper okay so one skill that everyone should have in 2022 discipline okay and uh book i think you have already mentioned what you are reading and uh, what are the small things that give you joy good weather uh okay. fresh beer wine and okay. cheese oh okay. i just sounded like an alcoholic street food <laughs> <laughs> okay and, uh, and your music playlist has pratik kohat no punjabi okay i mean uh, i like excuses i like very mainstream it punjabi it, i really like i really I really like two ninety five by Sidhu. Okay, yeah. Okay, AP Dillon and Sidhu. Okay, Diljit will be sad to hear this. He is not on. I, list. you know, I love Diljit <laughs> not for his music but his acting. And okay. I'm going to watch Jogi tomorrow. Oh, okay. Or tonight. Yeah. I just watched last weekend. It's how good. is it? It's good. It's good. Really? <laughs> yeah. And how do you define creativity? As a process and okay. a way of life. Okay. And any Bollywood movie since you have mentioned you are a Bollywood fan, like favorite <laughs> Bollywood. Oh God, it's any anything recent. <laughs> <laughs> recent Bollywood movie. I liked. Oh, but that's not a Bollywood. I really liked RRR. You know. Okay. And abhi before talking to you, I was watching Darling, so I'm halfway into that. Okay, so you're are you also watching Coffee with Karan season seven? Oh my god I love I don't just watch coffee with Karan I go to Reddit and I read coffee with Karan threads also so okay yeah interesting so I mean great achievement he's been running for so many years now so. so I am like I have covered most of the things that I had I mean uh, right. I just kept on asking some random things that uh, came and unfortunately I didn't go hmm. with any flow that I had in front of me <laughs> but uh, yeah I think that's the beauty of having a conversation and being right. authentic and raw right? absolutely I uh, and anything I think we have talked uh, like everything <laughs> that I had but anything you think you want to share with anyone who is starting or anyone who's listening to creative punjabi's podcast Uh, I want general. to ask you that uh, okay. how do you manage this along with your job? Uh, so I try to like I'm I try to do when I have time like I schedule it over weekends. Uh, well, that is one thing. So season when I had guests mostly that were from abroad. So mostly I was doing early morning or late night. So that that's okay. how I manage. Got it. Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> okay. So it was uh, lovely talking to you and uh, wishing you, as you well. wishing you all the very best. Keep on doing the amazing work. Keep on sharing with the community. We learn personally. We learn a lot uh, from the posts that you share. And, Thank you. Uh, wishing you also a very happy married life. Also. Thank you. So, Thank you. <laughs> and hopefully next time, uh, as I can promise, we can do it in person. We'll get some big hamper. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll also get someone like a competitor also to make it more interesting. Oh my so god! That that's what <laughs> I can sure. promise. That's what I can promise. So maybe someone in your genre will get two three people <laughs> in that segment, and hopefully we'll do a rapid fire with a for big sure. Thank you for uh, having me over. I mean, you have no idea how nice it feels when somebody come, you know, compliments my work. I feel like I'm doing something right. because um, i'm the only person in this entire team or entire business 
and a lot of times it feels very clueless and directionless so it's just like what is a simple sentence to you means the world to me so thank you so much yeah. for that and thank you for having me over yeah pleasure thanks bye nihari ka bye